Shalom Rechem Abadzai. This week's parsha, we're reading Chutzlais Bez Hashem, parsha's Koyach. We have another few weeks, and then in Hashem, Chutzlais will catch up to Eretz Yisrael. I think our parsha's Matas Masoi. And then we'll hopefully be sharing, reading the same parsha on a weekly basis. In the meantime, in Chutzlais, they're reading parsha's Koyach, which we had last week. The Pasha's Karach is a very uh, difficult Pasha for us to understand. Um, Karach, who was the the first cousin of Maishra Beinu, right? there were <coughs> four sons to Kahas, Amram, who was the Bukhar, and uh, Yitzhar was the second son. Karach was the son of Yitzhar. And there were two other brothers. <coughs> and um, Kayach was a big Talmud Chacham, very learned person, and he had a very big taina against his brother, his cousin Maishrabe. He felt that you know, I, you know, it's not it's not fair that you took all the glory, like Rashi says later, you took Malchus, and you gave to your brother Kahuna, right? You know, you took it all for yourself. Rashi tells us over here what really really bothered Kayach was something else. He was complaining against the kahuna and the malchus that Moshe Benu took, but something else triggered everything off. Now she says, What did Karach see? What was the shtus, the, the, the thing that misled him, that caused him to argue with Moshe? When Karach saw the Maish Rabbeinu appointed El Tzafon Benaziel, who was the youngest brother of Kahas, Uziel, the son of the youngest brother of Kahas, to be the Nasi of the Shevet. Should we know Maish Nasi of Bnei Kahas? Al Piyadibor, he put him to be the Nasi of the Bnei Kahas. But Maish Rabbeinu was instructed by that, Al Piyach HaKadosh, but he saw that he, he appointed him, Al Piyach Achi Abba Abba Abba. Right, my father's brothers were four. Shnei Mavnei Kasson says the name. I'm a bechor, not to Shnei Vanov Kedula. I'm on the bechor. Two of his sons, Moshe and Aaron, took greatness. Echad Melech, Echad Kain Gadol. One was the Melech, and one's the Kain Gadol. Meanwhile, Litol as Hashnia, who should be the Nasi of the Kasson, who should take the second level. Leani, Shani Ben Yitzchak, Shuhu Sheni Amram. I come from the second son. Of, uh, of Gehas, who was the second after, uh, the, the one right after Amram, for whom in Anasi has been Achava cut in the Kula, and he went, he picked the son of the youngest one, already So I'm going to argue on him, and I'm going to just nullify him, I'm going to get everyone against him, and make a whole tumult in Israel to work things against him. So the jealousy that he saw Elitzaf and Benazil being appointed instead of himself caused him to not see things clearly, and that triggered off everything to make him make a total argument with Maishra Ben. Now later on, the Pasuk says, that there will never be an argument like Karach Vadasai ever happening again. So I remember many times I heard from the Maishra and Sturz at Salvashem of Chaim that Chaim Brisker. What type of what that what does that mean that there will never ever be an argument like Karach Vadasai? 
what was it? It was 250, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, 250, uh, you know, Rabbanim, which were misled and, and fell into a trap of Karach's, um, you know, Karach's influence. They came to fight against Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron. We've had world wars and we've had, uh, you know, crazy types of, of machlekes that went on, which was more than 250 people against two people. What's, what's, what does that mean? By the Karach it will never be a, a argument like the Karach Badasa. So Rashansen said, 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 that there was one thing that was different with the machlekes of Karach Badasa than any other machlekes and any other argument that didn't happen afterwards. By Karach Ba'adasai fighting with Moshe Rabbeinu, that was the one Machlaikas where one side was 100% right, Moshe Rabbeinu, and one side was 100% wrong. After that, there will never ever be another argument that one side is 100% right and 100% wrong. That's where Moshe Rabbeinu used to use this for it to help instill Shalom Bayis. Well, when there's arguments between people, when there's Machlaikas between people, people are always focusing on on what, where they're right. But if a person realizes there's a haftacha, that this, there will never be such a situation because it was Maisha MS, Vitsaresa MS, that there was no, there will never be such a situation after this that there will be an argument that one side is 100% right and 100% wrong. So as much as I'm upset with something, something they did to me, the first thing a person has to stop to think, okay, I know I'm right about this, but where, where do I have to prove? Once a person realizes there's something that maybe he has to work on as well, that softens up the anger, and that's the first way to be able to calm down Machlech, is to realize But what exactly happened after this? So then the whole thing happened, and then uh, the Dos and Viram were always at the top of the, you know, at the, at the head of the line to try to anger Maishu Rabbeinu and to try to disprove Maishu Rabbeinu all the way through the whole history since they were in Mitzrayim and since they were going out of Mitzrayim. So Moshe Rabbeinu tried to reason with them. They called them to come. They weren't willing to come, and they started to complain. That, you know, you, you know what? You know, even giving us the land of Arizal of Chalavash. You took us out of here, and you, you, you're trying to rule over all of us, right? To, to, to come to come to Shrara and rulership and all different types of things. And then with the Hemshech and the continuation of the story, they start to bring the different types of Kataris, You know, the pans with Kataris to try to mark if that goes Moshe uh, is you know please please don't accept any of their of their what they want to, of the offerings that they want to bring and at the it comes to a point where Akash wants to just destroy everyone Mashabana pleads just because one person sins we don't have to destroy the whole Ada. So then he said Akash says I I'm I'm asking to your your taina that you're saying over here and there'll be the people that need to be addressed to be dealt with will will be will be punished. And then they're told <coughs> that that the ground will swallow all the people involved in this machlaikas. And shortly right after, immediately after that statement is being said, the ground opened up and all 250 people together, dozen Vairiram, they all fell to the ground, went down to the ground, and they were, you know, instantly, like Chazal tell us, that the Neikar screamed out, Moshe Emes, Vesuvesa Emes, and there was a tremendous, tremendous uh, awe that came to the world after seeing this occurrence when the people that fought against Moshe and Aaron went down into the ground like that. Now, later on, afterwards, the the Torah, the Torah tells us that there seemed to have been a need to clarify that the authentic, who's the authentic heads of the tribes of, this, of, of each matta, of each, of each, of each uh, uh, shaver, of each tribe, and 
<coughs> so what they did was, is they took all, each person, head of each matter, was meant to take their staff, um, and they were supposed to, they put it into some type of a plea, and the one that would, would grow something out of it the most, that would be the one that they would be able to see was the one that was chosen to be there for Kahuna. And then they put all the matas, the staffs inside, and Aaron came out, wrote with, um, with flowers and almonds and all different types of things. Last year, I think we talked about why there were there still flowers there. If the almonds were there, usually once the fruit comes, the flowers go away. I think we talked about that last year, right? And then everyone saw clearly that it had to be Aaron who was the one in charge. So, Rabbi Chasma, the head of Mashgiach, Sefer Or Yahal, so he wrote a, a, he, he asked the following question. He said, if this was a way of showing that Aaron and Kayin was supposed to be the Kayin, so why do we have to go through the whole story of Kayin with the 250 people being swallowed into the ground? Why don't we just use this as a technique to show this is, it's clear. I'll show you in front of you and show you over here that it's clear that you, that, that, that we're supposed to, that, that, that Aaron and Kayin was supposed to be the Kayin. Why do we have to go through this drastic measure of them being, having to be swallowed into the ground? So he says a very, very, very big aside. And so something which is really, uh, something we have to internalize and we have to remember, um, throughout every, throughout every generation. And in the Alkut Shemaini, the Alkut Shemaini says that part of the chet of, of, um, Karach was not just that he argued Amosh Rabbeinu, but he made like summons Amosh Rabbeinu. He made a joke out of Amosh Rabbeinu that everyone should just look at him that everything's ridiculous. He tried to, um, disgrace him with the mitzvah tzitzis and mezuzah, like Rashi tells us in the beginning of the parish, if you take a look over there. But the Yalkut Shemaini brings the Pasik Vamayshiv Leitzim Layashov. In a place of dwelling of Leitzim, you shouldn't live, you shouldn't, you shouldn't set your dwelling place to be there. Now, then the, and the, and the Yalkut attributes this Pasik Zekkayach. Who is a Leitzim? Leitzim is a person that takes away the seriousness of something. That's not just a joke that makes everyone smile. That's, that's okay as long as it's not something that um, that takes away the whole quality of something that, that, that just like takes away the whole seriousness of something and, and devalues something. That Leitzanus is when you devalue and you desensitize the impression that somebody should get from something by taking away its value. So, so, so the Pasuk is credited to Kairach. Now what happened? Ma'asa, so what did he do? Kina Salam Kolakol. Kerech got together the entire, you know, congregation, everyone together. He started to talk in front of the words of Leitzanis to desensitize the Hashivas of Moshe Rabbeinu. Amulhan said the following story. There was a widow that lived in my neighborhood. She had two daughters that were orphans. From their, from their father. She had a one field uh, name for Panasah. She wanted to, to plow it. Amla Moshe came to Moshe and said, You can't plow, I'm sorry. You can't plow an axe and a, and a donkey together. It's an instrumentary. Okay, so they went to plow it. She wanted to plant something. Came to Moshe and said, Amla 
Sunflower says you're Kalayim. I'm sorry, you can't plant because you can have Kalayim. So now she couldn't plant for Pabas. Boss licks her. She wanted to cut from her field, cut the wood. Last is Tarimah, right? She wanted to make like piles of wheat in her field. Amr, you know, you can't keep it all. Haniyach like a chicha will pay. You have to leave over some money for tzedakah. Boss last is Gairen. She wanted to pile everything up to bring it into the house. You know, you got to give uh, the tumor to the Kayan and then Maisa to the Levi. You know, it's just, you know, you got to get, there's taxes here. And Sikhalava said, then when us, like, when she did right, you know, she, she accepted that and gave it to him. Ma'asa, what did she do? Amdu Machus Asada, Asada, instead she saw that things were, weren't working so profitable for her with the Sada, with this field, she sold it. The Lakhush, they give size. She bought two sheep in order to be able to use the, the wool to be able to make clothing, to keep warm with the clothing, and also to gain from the the um, the, the, the sheep that will be born from through these sheep that she bought. Although she finally was going to see some panasa now, and they gave birth to, to you know, to have more sheep. But Aaron came along, Aaron Akayim, you gotta I'm not seeing the rest, I guess. <laughs> you know, there's a bit of rest, I guess. You have to get me from the, from the wall. She can't have a gosh, but she's just writing the pasuk. I'm not saying the kayak, I'm not saying the kayak, I can't deal with all these taxes and all these things I have to deal with. You know what? I'm just going to shecht it. I'm going to eat it. At least I'll, I'll have, we'll have some food. Okay, when she shecht, once she shechted it, I'm not saying the and said to me, the, there's parts of it you shecht the behemoth, there's parts of it that go to the kain, that's mine. Even after I shecht it, I'm not safe from them. I'm just going to make it into a cherim and give it away to Hector. That's the case, it's all mine. Not the he went, he went, he took it and went left to crying. He and Shneib and her and her two children. Basically, what what Karakut was is he made uh, Aaron and Moshe sound like it's some type of thing being here in cahoots to try to take advantage of people with all the laws of the Torah and to be able to do that. And that way, everybody would turn themselves away from Moshe Rabbeinu and try to find him to be the new leader. He came with Leitzanis. So explains the Leib Chasman that when a person comes with Leitzanis, you know, I remember one time that somebody one time came to complain about something. And uh, <clears throat> I was with one of my uncles, and, uh, you know, the person was complaining, and, and my uncle didn't want to respond and answer thing, anything back to him. So then I asked him, why don't you explain to him what it is? He goes, he's not asking me. I mean, he's just saying what he wants to say. He's not interested in hearing what I have to say. When a person comes with like sunness, the person is desensitized, and he's like closing his leg to what, 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 you know, he's not open to hear what has to be done. And when a matzah of the comes, there's no reasoning, there's no proving anything. 
There has to be a clear message that the Tanis has to be over and done with and wiped out. And that's exactly what happened. Once we get to the world of the Tzanis, where they were being resolved and making fun of Moshe Rabbeinu, so then, and the, and the Machlekes came to a point of the Tzanis, then there had to be a clear message that it finished. Now, afterwards, for the people that have to be, that are remaining, then we can come to clarify what they're putting the matas, the staffs inside, to see which one grows, and to be able to do that. But when it comes to a matzah of the Tzanis, that's something which is a very serious uh, business. Now, I want to just mention another point that I saw last week. Um, you know, you know, two stories that uh, sort of shook me up. But again, Leitzanus in general is a very complicated thing that a person has to be careful about not to devalue de- and take away the quality of something that has chashivas. But it's especially serious when it comes to being zalzal and devaluing the chashivas of Hamidi Chachom. Especially Gedele Yisrael. Therefore, people have to be very, very careful with that. I'll tell two stories. One story was a story that was told over by Shalom Shadron. Shalom Shadron was a, you know, um, that said that there was a person in, in their yeshiva, in Shalom Shadron's yeshiva when he was young, that, um, that for whatever reason had to leave the yeshiva. He wasn't making the yeshiva, wasn't happy the yeshiva. He had to leave the yeshiva. He was somebody that sort of like, like you know, was against against the yeshiva, and he left the yeshiva. Um, a little while later, you know, a year or two, three years later, there was a, the chazanish was nifter, and it was a, it was a big sh- the whole world was shaken up. The chazanish was the couple of Israel and uh, in in Nebrak in, in, in and Israel and all over the world, and <clears throat> there were buses that were going. To, to the Levaya of the Chazanish. And this Bachar, even though he had his problems with the Yeshiva, but he still realized that the Chazanish was the, was the God of Israel. So he decided to participate in the Levaya. Now when he came there, he noticed that, <coughs> he noticed that his, um, his Chabura that he had left and that, was, that he wasn't associated with anymore, right, was walking over there. And he saw that they were all walking, you know, with their heads down, uh, you know, out of pain because I just being nifter. And he wanted to let them know that he exists and he's around, you know. So all of a sudden, you know, he pipes up and he says some type of comment to them, you know, like, you know, what's the matter with everybody? Why they got their heads down in the ground like that? Like, you know, to make a joke about it. And everyone like looked up and saw it was, it was, it was, it was it took away from the whole chashivas of the seriousness of the chazanish. Right there on the spot, all of a sudden, this guy starts lifting up his pant leg, like put, pulling it up, and everyone was looking at it at first, as if to understand and to be able to see that that he's he's uh, you know trying to do something to make somewhat of more of a disgrace, as if like to you know to to to, to show off his leg to them, to to flaunt his leg. They couldn't understand him, and they realized at one point that he was in trouble. Suddenly, he all of a sudden felt this tremendous bite on his leg. As soon as he had said it, right, there was a tremendous bite on his leg, and they noticed inside the cuff of his pants was a scorpion over there. Now, the the kud is that we've seen over and over and over again, especially when it's a Galobi Yisrael, when prisons in Zalzal and Galobi Yisrael, or any Talmud Chacham, it's a very serious thing, right, to be able to, because now the big chalik of that is, 
is because when we're being mitzalzel tamuchachma, it's not the personal thing against him per se. That's the zilzal. What's the greatness of the tamuchachma? The Torah that he learns. So when you're mitzalzel, the person who's the kli for that Torah, because of your own personal feeling you have with him, your own comfortability that you have with him, you have to remember he's still that kli that carries that Torah, and 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 by you being mavaza him, you're being mavaza the Torah. And when a person mavaza the Torah, that's a very serious offense. Now there's another story. This story is a story that <coughs> was told over by, uh, the story was the story told over about the Vaz. The Vaz was the Rav of a, of a city called Slutsk. And Slutsk is where Mary Kotler came from. And he was the Rav of that city. Now when the Rav is the Rav of the city, so, you know, you have to deal sometimes with different different people that are there because it's a, you know, it's a controversial position that you wind up having. So there were some people there in the city that were not happy with him, and therefore they wanted to make his life a little bit miserable. So what they did was that when it came Parshish Yisra, Parshish Yisra, we all know that Parshish Yisra, the covenant is to give the battle of the minion, the, the, the aliyah of of the Aseris Adibrais, and it was self-understood that the Vazas Aliyah was supposed to be the Aseris Adibrais. And when they came to, to the Aliyah, everyone was quiet, and then the Gabbai calls out, Yamaid, you know, Moshe and Hatzko, right? You know, to, you know, to, you know, to, 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 to get the Aliyah. And it was such a, everyone was like, it was a Bazarian for the, for the, for the Vaz. Bazarian for the Vaz. And he realized that the Balabata were behind them. He realized that there was some type of a, a zilzal here in Kavadatara. So he got up with Father Bima afterward at the end of the avenue. And he stood up and he said like this. Again, Alir Vaz wasn't worried about that he didn't get the Sarah Sadibras. He was worried about the, the flaw of the Mazalzal, the late sonus of Kavadatara. So the Advaz gets up there and he says, Rabbanish Lalam. If I would be a shoemaker, right, right, would I, would I have had such tzuras like this that they would me like this today? What's the reason why I have this tzuras? Because I learned your Torah and I'm here to come to teach them your Torah. I came to learn your Torah. I'm learning your Torah to give it over to Kali Yisrael. And as a result of that, I have this tzuras now, right? If I be a tailor, and that was my profession, would I have this bush right now over here? The whole reason why I have this bush is I learned your Torah and I'm here to teach your Torah and to Makadish share Shemayim with your Torah. And they if you if it's because of the Torah that I'm learning and this is what they're doing to me, I need you to worry about your Torah and to stand up and respect for your Torah. And therefore, he said something very, very sharp. It's hard for us to understand. And he said, anybody here who has a shayahs to the story will not live out the year. And everyone was like shaken up. And there were two people that were shaken up in the tzibah over there. One was, this is Al-Meltzer, was a young man then, right? This is Al-Meltzer, the Baal Evan Azul, the father of Ryan Cutler's itself. And there was a young bacha there, Raya Levine. Raya Levine, the famous tzaddik in Yishalayim, the father of Yashiv's itself. And he was there, and they were both like shaken up and told him, what should we do with him? The was a fellow of Yisrael to go to say something to him. Well, but they want, but there was a clear in the Shemayim like this, the people sold out in the air, so they didn't know what to do. So Mrs. Alma decided in a, a gentle way to walk over to the Vaz and he said, Now, Rebbe, you know, what happens if Chas Vashon, there's somebody here that, you, that that was involved in this in this din over here, 
and he has some type of schuss because he did a nice mitzvah, did something, and because of that, the gzair is not going to be miskayim. And somebody's going to know that, that the thing didn't happen to him, and therefore it's going to wind up being a chil Hashem. So is it kedai to have such a gzair like this? Because if it's possible, it's going to be a chil Hashem. Because he's trying to to persuade in, in, in a gentle way that the, maybe the Ravash would battle it. Oh, yeah, there shouldn't be a chil Hashem to battle the gzair. So Vaz stood up and he said, Someone's coming to me with a claim now that if the Zaradin is not going to be Muskayim, it's going to be a Chil Hashem. He's 100% right. Therefore, I'm telling him it shouldn't even be more than six months. In other words, the Red Vaz wasn't worried about his personal covenant over here. It was an Akuta of one of his late sonnets that we resolve on the covenant of the Torah. We resolve on the covenant of Yir Shemayim. That's a very, very serious offense. And that we learned from Kayach. Kayach was a Talmud Chacham. Kayach was a, was a Yerushimayim that was, that was Isaac Provincius, but he got caught in the middle of the jealousy of not having, not having a position. And as a result of that, it blinded him and took him away from his, from his sense of judgment. And then in the end, he wound up <coughs> going ahead and making great sonnets, and that brought to the danger of going into, of, of, of them all going into the ground. What do we learn from this? If we only realize the chashivas of Torah, and we only realize the chashivas of the Lamei Torah, and Lamei Torah means the people that don't just learn it, but the people that learn it and live it, and the, that are Bnei Torah, and the, and the Mabitzei Torah that are that are that are Mabitzei Torah, you know, Amitim true Mabitzei Torah, and learn to build the chashivas in that. And to, and to respect that, and to honor that, and to and to and to be let that guide us, and that winds up bringing us to Yeshua in all types of great places. But when we put ourselves on the same level. We say because of our personal reasons, sometimes, or something else might be some other reason, where we stand up to it, and we have to can come to any point with any type of zilzal, and a person has to keep as far away from that as possible. Because when a person does that. It's a sakonis nefesh, a sakonis, a sakonis nefesh is mamish, and mitzvah We should all be able to appreciate the greatness of the Torah, the gavels of the Torah, the lundi Torah, the rabitzay Torah, in a way that with that we should be able to come to Yeshua's kedayos for us and all our families and bring us to the Yeshua from Hayav Yameinu. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos and go to.